This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Bowler here momentarily. Tweet coming out right now from Mike Conley. Says, yes, sir. Congrats to Spida Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Hopefully many more to come. Hashtag take note. So Mike probably a little bummed, but uh, still congratulating his teammates. That's good. Yeah, he's just classy, dude. That's just the way it is. Classy. Which is the reason a lot of folks think he deserves an all-star berth. Not just his play on the court, but uh, who he is as a player and a person. Mike Conley would be... I mean, about as easy a teammate to play with as anybody, and that's why he wins that Lady Bing Award every year or whatever it's called. That's a hockey award, but you know what I'm talking about. How many fistfights disqualify you from getting that award? (laughs) Well, I mean, different people have different responsibilities. But if you get in, like, 20 fistfights, are you no no longer eligible? It's the responsibility of certain players to be protectors of uh, the game. And it's the responsibility of other players to uh, be really nifty with the puck and to score the puck. And so they have different roles. Like Bobby Clark back in the day with the Flyers, his job was to score. And then Dave the Hammer Schultz, it was his job to keep the game clean. Let's not talk hockey with our next guest. Let's get out <laughs> to the zone phone. Joining us now, the television voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack. What's up, Bowler? He shoots, he scores. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's exactly. let's talk a little basketball with Bowler. What do you let's say? Do. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, the Rudy and Donovan. Let's start here, Bowler. Rudy and Donovan All Stars again. Your thoughts? Well, uh, deservingly so. Um, look at the numbers and look at the um, impact they both have on the game. And Rudy's defense, even last night, just kind of accentuates what he does on a nightly basis. Um, you know, gearing up over close to 90 blocks in this shortened season and 13 and a half rebounds. Um, you know, he's he's a, a guy that, you know, there are lovers and haters. I get it. Uh, that's kind of the way it is with a lot of players in a popularity contest with some fans. But uh, the guy changes the game in so many different ways. And Donovan is uh, all of 24 and a electrifying young leader who's gotten better every year since his rookie campaign. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, it'd be a huge um, disservice to the NBA not to have both those guys in. Bowler, what are your thoughts on Mike Conley not getting in? Well, you have to think, too, uh, Gordo, that he could be an injury replacement. So now the battle goes down uh, with uh, Chris Paul uh, or, um, well, Chris Paul's in. So it'd be yeah. a booker a Booker uh, or a a Mike Conley. Look, I don't know how it's going to break down, but if you look at Conley's numbers as the league leader in plus minus 16 a game, nearly six assists on the best team in the NBA, yeah, deserving? I believe so. Booker, dynamic, uh, there's no question about that. Uh, Chris Paul, would you say, is he deserving? Well, he's got about the same numbers uh, in the rebound and points department, but he does have the edge by about three assists. 
you know, guys, I think it comes down, and again, you hope it's not the case with coaches, but look, it's it's human nature. You know, is it a popularity contest? Is it total respect? Is it a combination of the two? So we'll have to wait and see, you know, on how this how this turns out. But uh, Mike's had a terrific year, and I, you know, I've always said this that how difficult is it for a 14-year pro to actually improve his game? And I think Conley uh, has has reached that plateau uh, more than expected, to be honest. After the the changeover from from Memphis after 12 years, he struggled last year, man, trying to figure out the system, understanding ball handling, uh, that he didn't have to be the dominant ball handler throughout the course of a night. There were multiple players that were going to handle the ball. Then the injury comes, but I thought he picked up his game just before COVID hit, and then he picked it back up again in the bubble. Uh, He's continued on this year. So um, no matter what happens, you'll be excited for him or disappointed. Look, it's going to be close. And I I don't know how the votes really break down with coaches if you know, if they really break down numbers, uh, if you look at win-loss records, if you look at, uh, you know, plus-minus uh, assist ratio to uh, turnovers. But Mike Conley is deserving, no matter if he makes it or not. Bowler, I, and maybe this is just a dumb question, so if it is, feel free not to answer it. But should the Jazz feel... Mm, disrespected is a strong word, but I slighted. I slighted because they've they've been so extraordinary this year. And I remember when Atlanta was going through their run four or five years ago, and the whole starting lineup made the All Star team. You yeah. know, did they yeah. deserve three simply because what they're doing has been so good? Well, we're so close to it here in Utah, and and you know, Gordon, you write about the Jazz. I broadcast. Jake, you handle uh, pre uh, halftime and post, and we're we're closer. So yeah, I'm gonna you know make sure that statement's out there to understand that I see this team and I'm closer to them. And I, I, I covered Mike since he came over here, obviously, and have watched him go up and down and, you know, really become even a better player than I thought he was in, in Memphis. And he was damn good there. Um, but, you know, I think this is a situation, Jake, that is always kind of not haunts, but just kind of tags on the coattails of the jazz franchise is the, is the feeling of disrespect. You know, working in New York off and on for 13 years when I traveled back and did a lot of games in the East, the Southeast, I always got asked that question, you know, Utah, you know, how do you do it? Uh, What is it like out there? And also when I was at ESPN, you know, I got to do something really neat, and that's when, um, you know, Big Monday was kicked off, and we started to expand the coverage of the West and I'm talking about, you know, college basketball and college football. And then the NBA came along a little bit later. Uh, but I still think because of the time zone issues and the Eastern newspapers and writers and radio and television, and this is just my experience, guys, with, with CBS especially, those 13 seasons, is that there's still a, a misnomer about the West and they maybe aren't, in fact, I would say they're not as interested in what happens past, you know, St. Louis because of the time frame and because the way the, the doubleheaders on TNT are built, a lot of times those guys slide it to 845 mountain time and just add two more hours to that, okay? And by the time you get to half, you know, most of the East Coast may be in bed. Hardcore fans obviously are there. 
But I still think there's a combination of all this in this discussion about why the West, unless you have a LeBron who started in the East with Cleveland and they watch him travel. Now, granted, championships will gain you popularity and coverage. We all know that. Uh, And the same way with where uh, the Nets are now with their big three. Um, But for some reason, maybe Donovan and Rudy, because they have more of the team concept, just aren't as sexy uh, to the rest of the NBA. Uh, I know there's a lot of respect for both those players and Quinn Snyder, mind you. Uh, hell, he's he's coaching the Western Conference All Stars, you know. But it, it it's it's like Jerry Sloan never coached an All Star game. Jerry Sloan was not a a Coach of the Year uh, award winner, which is stunning when you really break it down. But in the day I remember, they would say, "Well, they got Stockton and Malone." Okay, big deal, you know. Pat Riley had Magic and Jabbar and Worthy, right? But. It just seems like it doesn't work out that way. And Gordo, in the writing business, are you with me on that particular slant about coverage and impact of what the media has? Oh, yeah. It's based on population basis. You know, I mean, there are just more people uh, in certain markets, and so it draws more attention. You know, as you were talking about all those different examples, I was thinking about the San Antonio Spurs who are winning all those championships, and yet did they get the same attention as some of the other markets do? Uh, I don't think so. And you know what it was? It wasn't as, I hate to use the word again, but sexy. It wasn't as, it wouldn't draw the numbers. Look, let's be honest. Based on population, papers, the sale of papers, the sale of television revenue ads play a part in this too about whether or not a team is a draw. And to see us, you know, the Jazz be on ESPN tomorrow night, which, you know, has happened, I believe, I don't have it in front of me, what, three times, TNT twice in the first half of the season. When you compare that to other teams on the West Coast because of population or the East. And so that comes into play as well. But also the Lakers would still draw because of the population, but also LeBron being there just triples that uh, that impact or, or the – uh, the sexy factor, I keep going, sorry. But that's really what we kept hearing when I was at the networks was the fact, well, look, you know, what What about Alabama and uh, Ole Miss? Well, you know, what about, well, we'll definitely do the Alabama-Auburn game. Of course you would because that's going to draw more viewers and it has more eyes on the set. And that's what it comes down to as we know. I mean, ratings for radio, ratings for the Jazz. The, the Utah Jazz still have, I believe, top three ratings in the NBA um, and look at our our eyes on the set. I mean, it shows you the popularity of this of this of this franchise and the players that play here. I mean, it's an amazing thing. But on a national level, it's still lacking. Maybe Bowler, your example of Alabama is good news for the Jazz and teams like that because Alabama is not exactly a population uh, huge population center. No, so but if you win, may, 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 yeah. But if you yeah, win. Yeah, if you win, then obviously that elevates you. The Jazz, once you get over that hump, you know, of saying, are we NBA champions? Well, we've been, you know, the Jazz franchise has been there twice with Carl and and Stock and and Jerry and Hornacek, but yet beaten by a guy named Jordan. And, you know, this team still has two now back-to-back All-Stars in Gobert and Donovan and an All-Star head coach, mind you. 
And is that enough to continue to build what they ultimately would love to do, and that's to win a title and bring it back to to Utah and the Intermountain West? I'd say I'm, if, if a championship comes here, you know, uh, I'm driving a bus and we're going to St. George. I mean, that's just the way it is. We're going to take it all the way through the state, man. Uh, because this state and what I've been here a long time, as all you guys, as all of us have, and you know, just the passion that we see in in all markets, but especially here in Salt Lake. Um, you know, the Miller family now, the Ryan Smith family, they've done a marvelous job in building this franchise and keeping it steady. But is this the next step? Is this the season you actually take that next step? And it'll be uh, it's, it's an exciting thing right now. And there's a lot of players deserving. You know, Joe Ingles, look at Clarks, Clarks and his honor will come. Uh, there's no one better in the league right now coming off the bench than a, than a Jordan Clarks, and he's made a huge impact on the success of this of, of this team. Just to uh, get a little uh, game talk in, Bowler, what did you think about the Jazz bouncing back last night against the Hornets? Well, Jake, i got to be honest, man. First half, I'm looking at Thurl. I'm going, wow, L.A. hangover maybe, just in the sense of the loss, coming back home for two, then going back on the road for four. Sometimes you think ahead. And you're also thinking about the end of the first half of the season, but there's a lot of basketball yet to be played with some pretty good competitive teams along the way. But I, I got to salute, you know, what the Jazz did. They went to halftime. You know, they're down. They come back. Uh, they tighten up their defense in the paint. They're not running to the rim as easy as they did in the first half. And then, of course, we just saw the most incredible example of the power of the three. Jazz didn't get a lot of buckets last night, you know, at the rim. But they kept shooting the doggone three, and they yet set another franchise record for makes. I didn't think I'd ever sit and watch 55 three-pointers go up uh, and shoot 51%, by the way, Jake and Gordon. I mean, 28 of 55. They took a total of 85 shots. So that's 30. that was 32-point attempts compared to 55 from three. Man, how life has changed for the Utah Jazz, right? It's, it's really something. But it also shows you – Statistically, Gordon, I'm going to give you something here big. Three is more than two. I mean, <laughs> and and that really is starting to really hammer home in this league, right? And and the three-point attempt uh, has just become, you know, it's it's in vogue. And the Jazz have a, a, a load of shooters that can put the ball down on a given night. And last night you just saw George Nian go off. You saw Joe do his thing. And it's an amazing thing to watch. This team is loaded with three-point shooters, and Quinn's not a, not afraid uh, to say green light on. And that's what they've been doing all season long since they kind of you know decided to go that way in the bubble. I mean, Quinn had talks with players. When you have a lot of time, you start to break down and rethink, uh, you, you know, conversation. And boy, oh boy, uh, it's an entertaining thing to watch. There's no doubt. Plus, you throw defense on top of it, and you get a really good combination of uh, some basketball. Shows you go Bears you know, status in the NBA. Uh, I just thought he was a game changer in the second half, Jake, and uh, six block shots. He's rebounding the ball. You know, you get, he gets another double-double. And also he's trying to up his game at the free-throw line, which will only help him to stay on the floor in the, in the fourth quarter. Fuller, the way you articulated that, it, it really, I thought the same thing, and I wrote a column about it at sltrib.com if you want to check it out. But, it's almost more impressive to me that the Jazz were able to change the direction of that game after struggling for as long as they did in it uh, and then come on a strong and win by 22 points. So here, here's the question to you. Have you ever tried to change anything midstream? 
I mean, it's, it's hard to it's, it's hard to well, do, right? Oh, and yet, you know, and, and, hey, and, look, as you get older, Jake, it is. It's hard <laughs> to change things midstream. Yeah, much more difficult. Yeah, much just, more. You know, twenty-two, what, twenty-two turnovers. Yeah, and, and, no, and yet you know they're playing like a bunch of bums out there, and all of a sudden they turn it around, and, and that stretch from about the midway point of the third quarter through the halfway through the fourth quarter. I mean that that was scary. That was scary good what the Jazz did. Look, when you look at a box score, and Jake, we study these right a lot uh, in your post game report, mm-hmm. and when we're on at halftime and at the end of the game. But you know, how many games would you think a team wins? with 23 turnovers, and, he, and you give away basically 25 points to your opponent. Not many. Not many. Uh, but you look at the bench, 66 points off the bench. That is absolutely insane. Uh, and the other stat, if I'm not looking at any other number, I'm looking at 30 points in the paint. Oh, I'd say to myself, wow. Boy, I tell you, Gobert and Donovan couldn't get to the rim. Uh, you know, uh, Faves couldn't do much either, or Clarkson or Bogey couldn't get to the rack. But then you look over and see, you know, the 55 threes and the 28 makes. Then you understand how you could win by 22. And, Gordon, you're spot on. You know, you're down at the half. In a high-scoring game, by the way, 67-64, you're down three at the half. And a guy named Hayward's having a whale of a ball game, by the way, last night. And then I think, that again, the Jazz defensively just got um, what you would what you'd call stingy, collapsed in the paint more forced outside shots, and all of a sudden the Hornets didn't know what hit them. They go cold, and you could tell their whole game plan went out the window, and the Jazz just took it over. And it was an incredible thing to see. A close game, high-scoring close game, turned out to be a blowout, uh, which is something the Jazz have done multiple times. I think the number's right, Jake. I think Tyson gave it to you and me last night. Is it now 17 games that have been won by double digits or 10 or more points? I believe is the number this I, season. I want to say eighteen, but it's it's seventeen or eighteen right there. Yeah. So I mean that that's tops in the NBA. So think about that. If that you win multiple games and you're really going away from teams, and the Jazz have struggled, sure at times, but they've also had hot starts and have dominated teams from the opening tip until until the end. So last night, another example of a team that's grown where they don't fear. Uh, they don't fear uh, the comeback. They they know they can, and that's a big difference than what we saw last year. Donovan said it best in, in the bubble after losing to Denver, man, this will not happen again. And I, I'm, I'm starting to really believe him. <laughs> and I think the rest of the team has gone along with that same philosophy. And give Coach Q credit, credit as well. I think he's kind of, you know, COVID, uh, I think, gave people a lot of time, as I said, to kind of have – private time or think time and Quinn's one of those deep thinkers and draws up, you know, basketball, uh, you know, plays on a 24 seven basis. But again, working with his, his, his players understood who they really could be. And he gave them the chance to go out. And I think Ingle said it best too, Jake in a postgame comment was, Hey man, we decided to go run after a timeout and that's what they do. And, I, and and Quinn has been able to allow these guys to really show their talent and showcase who they are. Yeah. Bowler, you are the best. Thank you very much for jumping on with us, as always. We'll see you tomorrow. Guys, a pleasure. Yeah, LeBron, I think. That's his name. Uh, LeBron's in town. Yeah, that guy. So, yeah. yeah, that guy. Okay. Uh, 8 o'clock, we'll, we'll be on the air, and uh, we'll see you then. Thanks, Bowler. Hey, You're Bowler, the best. Bowler, Bowler, work on that midstream thing. 
Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll do my best. There's, uh, there's a way to. I think, I think there's a way to to fix midstream issues. So I'll do that. <laughs> Thanks, Bowler. Oh boy! See you guys. See you. See you. That's our friend Craig Bowler, Jack. Uh, the best. All right, we'll have uh, drop of the day coming up next. Uh, some people, Gordon, call it sounds of various clips. We'll get to that straight ahead. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Time for Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds of Various Clips. You ready to roll, Gordon? I am ready. Let, uh, let's do it. I know you are. Uh, you, you follow closely Aaron Rodgers' love life, uh, <laughs> but uh, his current flame, Shailene Woodley, am I pronouncing that correctly, Austin? I believe That's so. correct. Uh, what, what's her most famous film? Uh, probably Maze Runner. Or uh, Fault in Our Stars. She did a movie that Hans and I both think is a must-see called Adrift. That's really good. Is it Adrift, is it? that the one where they go out in a sailboat and then they uh, something yep. goes wrong and they're out there floating and around? And they're out there adrift? Yep. Hmm. That's the one, and Scotty spoiled it right out the gates for, on their show everybody. today. So if you about, still want to see it. to the one guy? And now Gordon spoiled it. That's good. Good job. Nothing happens to anybody. It's just a nice trip out on the catamaran. Okay. You Man, any of us who have uh, spent some time out on the ocean, that, that, that gets you. All right, Captain. That, that freaks you. Take it easy there. Freaks you Skipper. out a little bit. Uh, okay. Oh, that's how we got here. Her, her most famous movies. Okay, anyway. Uh, so <laughs> she went on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and confirmed... The rumor that she's engaged. Here you go. I keep reading that you are engaged to football great Aaron Rodgers. And is, is that is that true? Are congratulations in order? I mean, I've been reading that too, which is kind of, it, it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, we are engaged. We are engaged. But for us, it's not new news, you know. So it's kind of funny. Everybody right now is freaking out over it, and we're like, yeah, we've been engaged for a while. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, we uh, we got engaged a while ago, and it's it's been he's first off just a wonderful, incredible human being. But I never thought I'd be engaged with somebody who threw balls for a living. <laughs> like I never thought as a little girl, I was like, yeah, when I grow up, I'm gonna marry someone who who throws balls. Yeah, um, but he's really just so good at it, and <laughs> he I'm really knows friend. how to throw a ball. Yeah. He can throw fastballs, he can throw slow balls, high balls, low balls. When I first met him, I think my dog, my dog like pulled me aside and was like, if you don't date this dude, I will disown you as my mother because the three foot, like the three feet that I run with you when you throw a ball is nothing compared to the marathon I'm able to run with him. I can't even imagine. I mean, uh, he's, he's honestly, he's been on the show a bunch of times, so please give him our best. He's one of the greatest players uh, uh, to ever play the game. Have you spent much time in, in, in Green Bay, and are you a football fan? I, I still have never been to a football game because um, we met during this wacky, wacky time, and all the stadiums were closed that he was playing in. So I've yet to go to a football game, and before I met him, I'd never seen one football game before. Um, <laughs> 
I just didn't, I didn't really grow up with sports, especially American sports. It was never really on my radar. And, uh, so all of, when we met also, like I knew he was a football guy, but I didn't know like what kind of a football guy he was. Um, and I'm still constantly learning. I'm still like, Oh wow. You know, friends would be like, you got to watch his YouTube greatest or you got, and I was like, I don't, (laughs) I don't get it. He's good. He's great. Like, I don't, I don't understand. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Cause I don't know him as a football guy. I know him as like the nerd who wants to host Jeopardy, you know, like that's the dude I know. (laughs) He loves Um, Jeopardy. I love that. He just happens to also be very good at, at sports. There you go, Gordon. I don't know. I think it would be helpful for her to be fully informed about what it's like to be married to a football player, you know, and all the commitment it takes Wait, and all that stuff. What do you mean I, by that? Well, she makes it sound like she has no clue what football is. Doesn't sound She's she... never been to a football game? So? Where's she from? I don't know. What difference does it make? There she are says humans. She doesn't, know anything. she doesn't know anything about American She's sports. from Simi Valley. Uh, what? There, there are humans on the planet that aren't football fans. San you know, Bernardino County. Well, she said Simi Valley's not in San Bernardino County, is it? No, that's where she says she was born in San Bernardino County and was raised, excuse me, in Simi Valley. Okay, hang on. Where are you? Uh, I, I, I just, wouldn't it be important for her to kind of be informed about what, what, what she's getting into? Why? I mean, well, that's a big part of Aaron Rodgers' life. Oh, my, my wife sits there and reads contracts all day. Doesn't mean I want to know every detail of every contract. <laughs> well, maybe it's a good thing that she isn't like, uh, you know, some kind of hanger on her. I, whatever, uh, one of my you know, good buddies groupie. was, one of my good buddies' wives well, she doesn't work there anymore, but she used to work in the Pentagon. And so she would come home, and my friend Justin literally couldn't ask her about what she did all day. <laughs> or she'd have to kill him. Like, she, she would come. He, he told me about this. It's kind of funny. Like, she would come home all, like, like had a bad day at work, you know, like bummed or stressed or whatever. And he'd be like, I'd ask you about what's going on and why you're in such a bad mood, but I can't. So guess I'll go make myself a sandwich. Give you some space here. Give you, I'll just give you all the space you need. I'll be watching the game. By the way, so her, what, so, no, so ahead, what, side, what side of the aisle you're on? Do you think it's better for her not to be all that informed about football, or is it better for her to be informed? Obviously, the the nerd side of his personality is looking for, for somebody to compliment it. I don't think it's a requirement that you have to marry a groupie football fan. Yeah. He, he probably likes that about her. That she's yeah, not uh, into football. I like that I go home every night and my wife doesn't say, oh, that was so funny what Gordon said on the Not Sports Report, or Jake made a really good point about Mike Conley, or you really nailed it on your Austin's list. I like that I just to get to be dad and husband at home. See, I, I totally agree with you, uh, Austin, and, and I'll take it a step further, because Naz is a sports fan and she'll, she'll listen occasionally, but if I went home and she tried to break down the high pick and roll with me, I think I would go stark rating and it has crazy. nothing to do with her no it's no because we're here doing that all day it's i'd rather talk about her contracts than right if exactly. whitney well, came well, home well, and i asked her about all the t-mobile bills that she had gotten yeah, for that day she, she didn't want to talk about it. me like right. i would needed to find a new place to live well, why yeah. wouldn't it be a good thing for you guys to talk about things that you deal with because we do it here 
all wait, no, day. Wait, wait, wait. She's, of course she's talk not, about... She's not... She wouldn't be criticizing you or that was a dumb opinion. She, she's just curious to know about what... what uh, what uh, what you uh, what you either deal You've with? You've taken a or great leap with. here, from what I was saying. I agree. Or, you've taken a giant leap. Yeah. I'm not saying you that I never welcome like it, want... or I don't ever want to hear it, you... or that it never comes up. I said that I like that she's not the number one fan of the Big Show uh, fan club. She's not okay, the president well that, of that. That's yeah. a little stronger than what you said initially. You made it no. sound like you didn't want. Any kind of conversation about what you do. No, I don't. I didn't take that from what you said at all. Uh, we're not hiding our professional lives from our wives, Gordon. It's just, you know what? Sometimes I'd like to go home and talk about, I don't know, anything else. Right. I, I understand that part of it. But I think it is it is important. And maybe she knows this from her own public life. But, you know, she better understand what, what Aaron Rodgers has to, uh, you know, have to live with or deal with or do or or you know manage it's kind of those are those are, i'm not saying that this will never work i'm not i'm not casting doubt i'm just saying that it's good to know everything you can about the person you're engaged to isn't it nah here i thought we were going to have a, a lot of laughs she called it a ball not a football or ha 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 a Can, high ball low ball maybe, fastball yeah maybe there'd ball. be an olivia munn joke or something like that in there but like <laughs> to go that direction i i don't know what we to got say dr here. ruth here instead yeah. you know? uh and, oh, and, and let alone and then criticizes <laughs> our relationships i mean like no, calls us basically terrible people so this this no, segment I, that, that went completely said, different than I thought no, it was going to go. No, I was talking about Austin saying that uh, Whitney never asked anything about what he did at work, and all I'm saying I'm not saying that's that not that's. What I, said. Uh, well, I, I that's think you should what just you call said it the first no, time. No, no. Yes, it is. No, yes, it is. No. Go back and check this. Yeah, I said is. I like that she doesn't do that. I didn't say never. I didn't say not once. I didn't say okay, if she ever did, I'd okay. leave her. Right. You took that leap. <laughs> Mr. Jordan will walk off the court a loser. Jordan will walk off the court a loser. That's not the same thing. Austin, I got to agree with Gordon here. I think you should just call it a marriage. You had a good run. But it's Split not everything. It, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. No, it's over. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not, Tune in no, tomorrow. Just, we'll do it live. I'm yeah. just saying it would be good if, you know, you could talk a little bit about Ooh, those. I'm uh, not saying they should center on, you know, first thing you talk about. Who's but, uh, Barry Sanders always talking about? Cordell and Cordell, right? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Barry Sanders always talking about it. Like, Isn't it Barry Sanders that's always talking about it? Uh, he on their ads? Yeah, that's a few renditions ago, but okay, you're right. But no, yeah. Yeah. Uh, take Barry. Well, Barry's I, 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 no, no, I'm just trying to avoid <laughs> landmines here. And, 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 you know, with Aaron being the way he is and she being the way she is, maybe, maybe it would be good to maybe bridge that gap a little bit. I mean, I don't know whether Aaron Rodgers used to talk to – Danica Patrick about revving her engine or whatever she does, you know, or whether she talked to him about screen passes. Or, I think you should I, I dump that, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. What? Get rid of that. Dump what? No, no. Yeah, Stop and it. he did. Too, you though. can't say screen pass on the radio. You know what? That radio. wasn't even obscene. It was just so bad. I don't feel like it should have gone over there. <laughs> it wasn't an FCC violation. It wasn't violation. an FCC problem. It was just, just let's, embarrassing. Let's give it embarrassed us all. <laughs> Guys. You're so full of it. It was a judgment uh, call, really. It was a judgment it, call. It, Just it, get no. rid of that. And, uh, you, you can't know, argue balls and strikes, Gordon. You know, like uh, it, on The Office when Pam gives Michael two cracks in answering the phone? Yes. You know, the, the first the first one is usually horribly wrong, and he does it on the second. We gave Gordon another bite at the apple there. No, yeah, no my, what I said was funny. <laughs>
Come on, revving her engine. Dump it again. No, dump, dump it that. Again. Dump it again. No, revving her engine. Dump it again. Revving her again. engine. Revving her engine. Of, Stay tuned. More next. Ninety-seven five and Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. They are giving you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK during the month of February. Start your road to vision at davisvisionmd.com or call today 801-253-3080. That's 801-253-3080 at Davis Vision. Gordon, uh, does uh, the All-Star news is out. Donovan and Rudy make the All-Star reserves. No Devin Booker, but Chris Paul makes the team. Um, uh, Quinn Snyder, we know, is is going to be the coach. How to, Let me put it this way. Uh, how much more dialed in does it make you that, uh, that Coach Snyder is the coach? Does it make you more or less likely to be uh, interested? Because last year we, we all watched, even though I hate All-Star games, because, you know, Donovan and Rudy, first year there, you know, now Quinn Snyder, his first year there. Does that make you more interested? Well, maybe he'll play his guys a little more. Or will he play them less because he doesn't want to wear them out? Doesn't want to grind them out? Yeah. I Well, that, that'd be very How un- long did, did, did those guys play a lot last year? It seems like they were their minutes were limited. Well, I don't remember specifically, but I don't remember them being any more limited than anybody else. I mean, it is an all-star yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as far as watching Quinn coach it, it's it's nice for the Jazz and it's a nice honor for him, but uh, I I I don't really. <laughs> Do you think you're going to see hardcore strategy out there on the floor? That would that would be actually really cool if if we did. No, I don't. But here is why it makes me more interested. I want to know how uh, what a demonstrative Coach Snyder is going to be. Oh, and I, I know with the, be, I know with the, casual. I know with the mask you can't see the the you know, the trademark Quinn Snyder scowl, you know when he's not pleased with what's going on out there. But I wonder if if he's just going to take a nap or if he's going to, <laughs> you know, be the the coach Snyder we're used to seeing. Uh, I think he'll be fairly chill. Yeah, it's an all star game. I hope he, he gets ejected. That. Just so he can Once be it, remembered as being ejected from an All Star game. The coach who's been ejected yeah. from an All Star game. Has anyone ever been thrown out? Probably not. Not that I remember. I, do you think? Uh, do you think he'll give up any of the Jazz's uh, strategic secrets by telling guys to do certain things? Of Accusing course. Him of being a spy. I think he's going to hand LeBron their whole game plan. <laughs> now, guys, let me tell you. This is what we always do in the most clutch of moments. I want you to do it today, too. You know what's funny about that, though, is honestly, with film and stuff, there are no more secrets in basketball. That's true. There really aren't. That's there true. are no more secrets yeah. in sports. Yeah, just ask the, the Astros. Sorry. Nailed it. But, I or mean, I, I, other teams know what the Jazz run, you know? Right. I mean, that's— But they don't know what they're going to do in a specific situation. Sure, but, I mean, that's what—that's uh, that's so Jerry Sloan, right? Uh, who was it? What was the old legend about Jerry? Was it was it Grant Hill that poked his head into a, uh, 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 or was it Barkley? Barkley put his head in on that Stockton on, shot. Oh no, that's not what I'm talking about. No. There's there's a legend where somebody was joking around and got in the Jazz huddle during a timeout, and Jerry said something like, "You know what's coming. Now go out there and stop it." <laughs> 
Was it Barkley? Yeah. I, I don't know why I thought I it was Grand remember. Hill for some reason. But there is uh, there is that kind of urban legend that Jerry, you know, you knew what was coming with John and Carl. Everybody in the building knew what they were running. And it's like you go out there and stop it. I mean, uh, I think that's the sign of a, a pretty good system. When you think about if that is a true story, that is maybe the best smack ever spoken. Yeah. <laughs> because if you know what's coming and you still can't stop it, you are dead meat. Because there's nothing you can do. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Quinn will have a good time. But he sees it for what it is. I, I don't think he'll. One thing I know about Quinn is he does not want attention put on himself. He, he really is focused on, on the team and the team's success. And he doesn't, he's not trying to slant, you know, bang trash can lids together and say, hey, look at me. That's just not the man's style. It's not the way he's put together. And uh, in a situation like this, where it's the team really doesn't mean that much, it's just an exhibition, then he'll, he sees it for what it is. Will this be the most watched all star game in Utah TV viewership history other than the one that was here? I don't know. You think more yeah, people here will watch it, though, than they did than in the last few years? Yeah, probably. You know who had the best day ever today? Not me. The good folks at the Gold Club there in Atlanta, because James Harden made the roster for uh, the Eastern Conference. So they, they did a little celebration. Is that, the place that serves, is, that, is that the place where the chicken wings are so good? No, no, that's the uh, place where. That's Magic City. Yeah. The Gold Club's the, the place, let's see. It's his off-season training. Jim. It it's very <laughs> popular amongst the athletes. Like uh, who's who's famous for have gone there? Wasn't uh, well Jamal Anderson was one. Didn't uh, Dikembe Mutombo? Wasn't he that one of his old haunts? I don't know. I all don't the know. all this the famous all the famous athletes uh, that play in Atlanta seem to have a story. Is the, the old food there club. that good? Uh, sure. The DJs are the best. They're, in they're the business. fantastic. How many times a night can you play? Pour some sugar on me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Or girls, girls, girls. Bad joke? Yeah, didn't land. <laughs> All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrap it up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Another Tuesday comes and goes. Gordon, I can't wait till Wednesday. <laughs> Why? Wait, what's got you all geared up about Wednesday? Real Housewives of Salt Lake reunion <laughs> episode three tomorrow night. You can't wait. Oh, I can't I wait. Am, I, I I think am so uh, shocked at you. How, how would how would you come to this this condition you're in? I don't know, but I, I Jen Shaw like storms off the set. I've seen it in the previews. I gotta I gotta see the thing, man. <laughs> It's it's Whitney and Heather versus Lisa and Jen. It's like this. It's turned into this kind of team. Thing. There's a Whitney and a Lisa on this show. There is a Whitney and a Lisa. Whitney Rose and I can't remember Lisa's last name. But is there a does, Naz? No, there's not. Okay, that does, would be quite uh, a someone, coincidence. Does, no, does someone get voted off the island at the end? No, what, uh, what? no. What do you mean voted off the island? Yes, whoever's well, whoever's you, 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 voted you, you, the just, meanest. Has well, to, you, have the, you have these alliances forming, and that's, I mean, what, is there some sort of, what, what, why? No, that would mean there's a point to the show, Gordon, and because, there isn't one. Is because they, <laughs> um, 
they are less mean to each other than they are to the others. Does that make sense? Look, look, Jake, I was going to tune in just to see what the heck that you're so attracted to here, but I'm afraid that I'll just, if I watch it, I'll lose respect. For who? Me? Yes. Oh, don't worry about that. You should just watch it. I think Austin's with me on this one, aren't you, Austin? I look, Jake can fill his free time uh, w- with whatever pop culture he'd like to, but I, uh, while allowing him that freedom and that allowance, I'm also going to ridicule him for doing that as what he's picking. It's fine. This is America. You can do whatever. I mean, do you think Jake should also maybe in his free time talk to his wife about what he does at work? No. <laughs> no. And I don't think she should talk to him about what she does for work. Talk to each other about each other. How about that? Yeah. Well, that's a part of who you are, isn't it? A little bit. And if she needs to talk to me about her work or I need to talk to her, fine. But uh, right. again, I don't want to go home and break down the stupid pick <laughs> and roll. It's not a staff meeting at dinner. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Jake goes home and he goes, man, as I can't believe, I just have to unload on you here, man. I, I can't stand those bozos I work with. Well, that's a daily occurrence. <laughs> Only it's it's not a plural bozo, it's singular. Thank you. Nice save. Wait a second. You realized, oh yeah, I am in the same building as this. How do you know he's talking about me or you? Uh, We know. I don't think so. We all heard the Magic Johnson segment. No, I know, but Jake Jake and I have known each other so many years, I... You think he's Team Gordon, not Team Austin? Yes. There's only Team Big Show. Dare to dream. You guys know that. Dare to dream. I married the guy. Co-worker. Come on. <laughs> married the guy. I actually put his name on things. <laughs> Co-worker. Co-worker. Oh, by the way, did you notice how uh, when we had Steve on, he, he, meant he, he called you our producer? <laughs> Did oh, you, that was Jeff. You, yeah, Jeff. Was Jeff, Jeff. Yeah. See, Jeff, I even remember yeah. the guest names. So, uh, whatever you know what I'm Steve, talking about. What Steve was another of our guests, but yeah, that's. But Steve I am Tyler. your producer, am I not? Well, yeah, but you're my coworker too. No. No, I don't All know right. about that. That would mean we're on equal scales. All so right. how would you describe it? I'm your underling. <laughs> Subordinate is another yeah, word. Really. Oh, stop it, you guys! Come on. All so, hail. That's what I, I'm going to write a book one, uh, one day titled Life as Gordon's Subordinate. Featuring Gordon Monson? Featuring, <laughs> featuring Gordon Monson. <laughs> Jake's the only one I know who actually did a show with me who didn't have his name on the show. Weird. Yeah, that, I remember that. Was, that. Hey, I had nothing to that do was with not, uh-huh. uh, That was not Gordon's idea. I will, I will have no, his back on that. that was I was, it was sticking up for Jake. No, I was sticking up for Jake at every turn. And I always have. Yeah, that is a even fact. Though even though this whole thing with the Housewives of Salt Lake, I'm not sure about. Well, that's all right. You you just are missing out, dude. That's okay. Yeah, I have never seen it, so yeah. who am I to judge, yeah. right? Yeah, missing out big time. Your life would be different if you just consumed that television show and you'll never know. And So what is the last episode? This is it. This is it. No more. This is it. Tomorrow's it. Till next season. Yep. All right, uh, Gordo, uh, enjoy your evening, sir. You too, Jake. Austin. Be well. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.